Hello everyone and welcome to the Child of a Library podcast where we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. It is so good to be back on the mic. This year really started a little crazy. I uploaded an episode, I had so much fun with it. Then I had a sore throat over a couple of weeks and I really lost my voice. So I wanted to be fully recovered because I remembered that the last time when I went on the mic too early, you could really hear it in my voice that I had had such a sore throat and a lost voice. So yeah, I definitely did not want to continue that trend on in 2023 as well. But now things have settled down a little bit. So here I am back again and a lot has happened already in 2023. And one topic that has been very top of our minds recently is holiday planning. We are currently on holiday in Greece. So I am actually recording this podcast episode on the go. I hope the sound quality is still okay. I'm literally sitting on the bed in our room to make sure of that. I really, really hope that you do not hear too much background noise. It's really a throwback for me <laughs> recording with my phone and my little on-the-go microphone, but I'm very excited. We will have one more week in June as a holiday and then three weeks in September. So we thought about holiday planning in general quite a lot these days and where our wanderlust would take us. One big dream destination that we would love to see at some point in our lives is Japan for a couple of obvious reasons but for one reason or another we have decided to move this to the next year most likely. We were super undecided on where we wanted to go this year and to be honest when it comes to our big September holiday we still are. <laughs> one of our top contestants is yet again the United States because there are quite a few cool national parks and cities that we have not visited before but while this new route gets me very excited and I would really really look forward to it if we were to do that. We have been to the US twice now and while it is always lovely to come back and explore new things, there is a certain tingling feeling when you think about a country that you really want to visit someday that you have not yet. And that for me is Japan. It fills me with so much wanderlust and because I use books to experience different countries while I am not there, I thought this would be the perfect opportunity to sort of satisfy my wanderlust for Japan this year. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm the one talking. I mean, I'm sitting in a wonderful hotel room in Greece. We had a lovely time here. Today is actually our last full day that we have here. Tomorrow we will fly back. We We had such a lovely experience, such great pictures were taken. Actually on Instagram you can already see one of the sort of highlights that my husband had planned. We were going to a boutique that is actually really really cool here in Greece on an island called Tsakintos. And we filmed a little store tour there. We really, really clicked with the owner called Barbara. She was really, really nice. And we got so many wonderful and beautiful things. So if you want to check that out, head over to the Instagram. This is not sponsored in any way. It was just an idea from my husband to get me there <laughs> for us to have a lovely shopping experience. And it definitely was that. So we are very well 
rested. We had a wonderful time. After I'm recording this podcast, I'm heading down to the beach to meet my husband. Because sometimes I'm still a little shy when recording the podcast. So I always feel a little weird when he's in the room. So I asked him whether he could maybe already go to the beach. And I will come later once I have recorded everything. So let's get right into that. And also let's backtrack from Greece again to Japan. One key trigger for me to actually do this episode was when I got my Christmas gift last year, which is basically a book nook made out of wood that if you assemble it and put it on your shelf between books, it looks like an ancient Japanese alleyway. It's so beautiful and it even has lighting. So it also has this centerpiece vibe on the shelf. But I tell you... It is what we in Germany call Fuddlerbeit, meaning that you have very small pieces. It's a little bit messy because you need to use a lot of wood glue. You need a lot of patience and a not shaking hand. And this project was a prime example of the soul called Fuddlerbeit. But I tell you, it was so worth it. I will put a link to the video that I filmed along the way when setting it up in the show notes. It's really, really beautiful. So when I put Put together that book nook i thought hmm where do i put it on the shelf where does it make sense but the thing is it did not make sense anywhere because i don't organize by genre but by color so what do i do i can't just put it in the brown corner because the brown corner is at the very top right of the shelves and there it would not have the opportunity to shine as it should have so to conquer this little challenge i actually rearranged my shelves so that there's space for a dedicated Japan area where now the book nook fits perfectly theme wise and it brings me so much joy to look at it and you can also see that little bookshelf tour that I put together on my social medias it brings me so much fun I really made an entire Japan shelf with all of the books that I have already read that are set in Japan or are by Japanese authors or also the ones that I'm very very excited to read and this brings us into the topic of today's episode because I want to share that positive energy of books that are set in Japan or books that are written by Japanese authors that I have on my list and that I'm super excited for. The first one I have on my list is Lonely Castle in the Mirror by Mizuki Tsujimura. This book is actually said to have a very similar vibe to Studio Ghibli, which is of course a selling point for me. And I'm very sure that if I read you the synopsis now, you will totally understand why. Seven students are avoiding going to school, hiding in their darkened bedrooms, unable to face their family and friends, until the moment they discover a portal into another world that offers temporary escape from their stressful lives. Passing through a glowing mirror, they gather in a magnificent castle which becomes their playground and refuge during school hours. The students are tasked with locating a key hidden somewhere in the castle that will allow whoever finds it to be granted one wish. At this moment, the castle will vanish along with all memories they may have of their adventure. If they fail to leave the castle by 5pm every afternoon, they will be eaten by the keeper of the castle, an easily provoked and shrill creature named the Wolf Queen. To be honest, this is super high on my TBR list. I still have a few books to go through that I have plans fixed for in regards to like 
buddy reads and book club reads, but this just sounds so enchanting and thrilling at the same time. But while I'm not really sure whether the Japan setting really shines through strongly in this one, I get a feeling that the overall vibe will really envelop me with Japanese charm of storytelling, so that also counts. But the next book is really hitting hard when it comes to the setting of Japan's vibrant capital, Tokyo. It even has it in the name, and that is Strange Weather in Tokyo by Hiromi Kawakami. And the synopsis for that one is Tsukiko is drinking alone in her local sake bar when by chance she meets one of her old high school teachers and, unable to remember his name, she falls back into her old habit of calling him Sensei. After this first encounter, Tsukiko and Sensei continue to meet. Together, they share adamame beans, bottles of cold beer and a trip to the mountains to eat wild mushrooms. As their friendship deepens, Tsukiko comes to realize that the solace she has found with Sensei might be something more. I mean, we know there's going to be a little something something going on here between her and Sensei, so I'm mentally preparing myself for classical Japanese romance vibes as well. <laughs> we shall see. Also revolving around women in Japan, but in a more historical setting, are the next two books that I have had my eyes peeled on for quite some time. So let's start with the one that also has a romance element to it, just like with Strange Weather in Tokyo. And that is, I think by now, really a classic. Memoirs of a Geisha by Arthur Golden. I feel like everyone who even has a remote interest in Japan has heard of this and most likely mainly promoted through the astonishing and incredible movie adaption from 2005. 2005, wow, <laughs> wow that is so long ago. <laughs> wow. My mother showed it to me back then and I'm not gonna lie, I feel this is also where this entire Japan craze in my head started, where I felt that I definitely wanted to visit this country at some point. From the set design, the fabrics, the vibes of it all, of course, taking into account that it is more of an historical tale and of course the Japan of the modern times is very different. But I think you get my meaning where I'm coming from. This really was the spark that sort of started it all so that I familiarize myself more with the country as it stands today. But for everyone who maybe does not know what this story is about, here is the excerpt. In Memoirs of a Geisha, we enter a world where appearances are paramount, where a girl's virginity is auctioned to the highest bidder, where women are trained to beguile the most powerful men, and where love is scorned as illusion. It is a unique and triumphant work of fiction, at once romantic, erotic, suspenseful, and completely unforgettable. I can definitely say <laughs> that this excerpt manages to not really tell you a lot about the plot, but it summarizes so well the main key features of what the movie and the book are all about. But because I really loved the movie so much growing up, I really also think about it as a failure of myself as a reader that I have not read the book that came before it. 
I will, of course, also put the link to the movie trailer in the show notes if you want to check it out. It is beautifully staged. I just really want to know whether the book bases can mirror my love for this movie. And another story from the Japan World War era that I have had on my TBR for a little while is The Makioka Sisters by Junichiro Tanizaki. I don't have this particular book yet, but if I do at some point, I would get it in this really nice Penguin Vintage Japan edition that perfectly matches with my copies of The Housekeeper and the Professor by Yoko Ogawa and The Wind Up Bird Chronicles by Haruki Murakami. The Makioka Sisters explores the stories of sisters finding their way in the Japanese aristocratic class. And it also says, in Osaka in the years immediately before World War II, four aristocratic women try to preserve a way of life that is vanishing. Tsuruko, the eldest sister, clings obstinately to the prestige of a family name, even as her husband prepares to move the household to Tokyo where the name means nothing. Sachiko compromises valiantly to secure the future of her younger sisters. The unmarried Yukiko is a hostage to her family's exacting standards, while the spirited Taiko rebels by flinging herself into scandalous romantic alliances. Filled with vignettes of upper-class Japanese life and capturing both the decorum and the heartache of its protagonist, the Makioka Sisters is a classic of international literature. I don't know, I really love reading about sisters, maybe because I don't have any siblings and sometimes you just want to know about the things that you don't personally have in your life. And to be honest, every time when I hear the synopsis of this book, I am reminded of the Bennett sisters in Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice because of the rough outlines of them you know one sister really trying to uphold the family name the other one really being scandalous the other one really trying to fit into the standard but on the other hand really standing out of it so yeah this is definitely the vibe i'm getting and i'm all here for it to experience something along the lines in a japanese setting and the last one and also my most recent addition to my shelf is she and her cat by makoto shinkai I was in Berlin for a business trip and I took the time in the evening to go to Dussmann, which is a very big book and music store right in the city center of Berlin. They were open until midnight, so I definitely could not pass up that opportunity to peruse floors over floors of books when you can. There I saw this book, She and Her Cat, in the English section and it has the most stunning cat illustration on the cover. It is so incredibly cute and I just could not walk past it. I was instantly vibing with that cat on the cover. I will, as always, put all of the covers of the books that I mention and especially if I mention something specific about the design that popped into my eye or if I mention a special edition like with the Makioka sisters, I'm always putting those specific ones into my Instagram highlights. So if you want to see the lovely cute cat, definitely check that out. And I think that the story really sounds so relatable in a way for some people. So this is how it goes. This is the story of Miyu, a woman who lives alone with her cat, Chobi. As Miyu navigates the world of adulthood, she discovers both the freedom and loneliness that come with living independently. And Chobi learns of the outside world through her actions. 
Time drifts slowly for Miu and her cat, but the harsh realities of the world soon catch up. Dun dun dun! <laughs> it sounds so very ominous. And for someone who really loves cats, it is an absolute no-brainer to obtain this book. I mean, come on. I can clearly envision this cute little kitty sitting on a windowsill in a Japanese apartment. Oh, I just love that picture. <laughs> Those were all of the books that I have on my list for you today. I hope this also inspired you to maybe a little daydreaming with me about Japan. I really feel so inspired about all of these installments. I'm not sure if this episode really helped with my wanderlust, to be honest, but oh well. <laughs> If not, then our stay here in Greece hopefully will. And I will come back well rested. And until next time, I hope that we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. Bye!